Welcome to LinkedIn Smart, a podcast revealing secrets to success on LinkedIn. Each week, we interview one remarkable person willing to share their best strategies. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the interview. Here is our host, Vitek Ladislav. So welcome to the podcast, uh, LinkedIn Smart podcast show. And today we have a very special guest all the way from Holland um, is Corinne Kaiser. Uh, Corinne, thank you very much for joining us. Corinne is actually, uh, she's a, a LinkedIn teacher and LinkedIn coach and LinkedIn expert, I would say, but uh, she would introduce herself. Uh, Corinne, thank you very much for being on the show. Yeah, well, thank you for asking me. It's very nice to meet you on this way. And I love the techniques nowadays, so we can yeah, pretend like we are very close. Uh, my name is Corinne Kaiser, and uh, yeah, what you say, I'm LinkedIn teacher. Um, I, do, I speak about LinkedIn, I teach about LinkedIn, I write about LinkedIn, several books. Um, started 10 years ago. I used to be a mortgage advisor, but because of the crisis, I lost my job, like a lot of people. And at the time, social media was really a nice hobby of me. But, uh, well, the same like you, people trying uh, are starting to ask you for help. And then suddenly, it's your job. I don't know. It, it went very fast. In 2010, I started to give uh, workshops. And that's I'm still doing today. And a lot of things have changed. I used to uh, give workshops also in Facebook, Instagram. No, not Instagram. That, right later but pinterest uh, twitter of course um yeah well it's too much for for uh, for one person so i work together with my partners i have my own company digital moves and with entrepreneurs i try to yeah to offer a, a whole package of social media activities to to companies and um, well everything you want you can get <laughs> Awesome, um, but today we're gonna we're gonna concentrate a little bit more on the LinkedIn because pretty much I mean yeah. this is a this is a LinkedIn smart show. So so um, I would like to talk more about LinkedIn, obviously, and then you you you've seen a lot of things on LinkedIn. But I would like to ask you first, you know, uh, just look back on on the first time you actually come across LinkedIn. Do you remember that time and how was it like and what did you think about it? I thought it was very boring. <laughs> At the time, LinkedIn was really a podium for, for people who were looking, looking for a job. And it was like kind of Rolodex for your uh, connections, for your relationships. And at the time, uh, Facebook was upcoming. And in Holland, we had something like it. It was called Hives. Do you know that name? Hives was our podium, our, our Facebook. And we had 10 million members here in Holland. That's really a lot for a country with at the time 16 million people so it was very popular and when i uh, lost my job someone told me well you have to uh, use linkedin because there uh, are the people who can help you and there are the jobs so i thought oh well i will we'll give it a chance and what i noticed was that people are very helpful and i pinned my profile I already had a profile, but I pimped it, so it was a little bit more professional than it looked like. And I wrote some updates, and very soon people approached to me, uh, well, I have something, maybe is it for you, something to check out, or maybe someone wanted to talk to me about a job. So within no time, I had five uh, appointments, and I could work at four companies. So for me, it was really... Um, 
I was flabbergasted. I thought, wow, this is a really great medium to use. And it's so much more than just looking for a job. It's networking. And during the days, the years, uh, it became more sales, marketing, communication. It got so many extra options. So I started to love it in 2011, 12, and it's getting better every day. I love LinkedIn. It has so much. You've seen a lot of lot of things happening on the LinkedIn, I'm sure. Can you tell us, uh, you know, in those those uh, times, for example, the 10 years ago, 2010, 2011, how LinkedIn has evolved from then to now? Um, can you compare it in somehow? Yeah, it, it was really uh, a medium for people who were looking for a job. And mm-hmm. nowadays, that's still a, a great medium, but it's especially something for networking you can meet the most beautiful people on linkedin like you and me now together well who would have thought that 10 years ago i think uh, video is is really great live video is really great and um i meet people not only offline but also online and that's what i want to tell people why linkedin because it's a business medium and you can meet people all over the world in every function everybody is reachable also the big CEOs uh, influencers everybody so that's what I love about LinkedIn and what I um, yeah I'm happy how it's developing during the days you're talking about uh, relationships on, on the LinkedIn that LinkedIn is absolutely fantastic platform for building really meaningful relationships um, do you have any yeah. Any strategy, any successful strategy, any proven strategy, how to do that efficiently, how to, do, how to build LinkedIn uh, business relationships efficiently? Well, for me, it's important to have contact moments with everybody uh, who wants to be in my network. So when they invite me and they don't send a message, well, I don't ignore them, but I ask them why. Thank you for your invitation, but why do you want to be in my network? And... I try to get some conversation because I want to get to know people, not just a new number in my uh, number of, of, of uh, connections. And when I invite someone, mostly I already have met him. And if I don't, because it's a very interesting person, I always write a message and I hope we have some connection because there your relation starts. If you don't do that, it's just a number and that's a waste. That is really a waste. So always try to connect. Hmm. So, so what would you think about, about this lion movement, a uh, LinkedIn open networker, um, which um, swept LinkedIn and it's still there, you know, where people basically, they just, uh, you know, they, they say, I'm, I'm open to network with anybody and everybody. What would you say about that? Yeah, I think, well, everybody should do what's good for them. But Lion, is, it's, it's fine when, a, when you have the contact moments and it's not just you want to show your uh, number of connections. Um, when I see someone who is inviting me and he shows after his name, I have 10,000 connections and then uh, Lion, I get a little bit of feeling, oh, wow, I am one of the, so many um, I once got a reaction from someone and I really had to laugh. He said, he told me, well, I, I, well, there are people who are collecting stamps. There are people collecting coins. I am collecting LinkedIn connections. (laughs) 
I thought, well, I congratulated him. I uh, said, well, I don't want to be one of your collection members. Uh, enjoy, but it's not my cup of tea, things. <laughs> no, I don't like, like that kind of, of networking. But, well, you know, so many people, so many different ways of thinking. And if it's your way, be fine. But what I see when they um, place content, if they do that, because most people don't, and if they uh, put an update on the timeline, you don't see many people react or like it. So then you have 10,000 connections, but no one is interacting with you. So mm -hmm. what's the point? What's the use of so many connections when they are not talking to you or with you? Right. I so think that's the power from, from LinkedIn. Exactly, exactly. And um, when you're talking about, about uh, the connections, is, is it fair to say that pretty much everybody who are your, in your contact list, you know them or you had some interaction with them? And then uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that had helped you uh, perhaps to build your, your network and, and your, um, you know, your successful business? Yeah, well, like I said, everybody who is in my network, I have had contact with uh, real life or just online. I try to meet as many people as possible. So when there's a big event, I always put a message on my timeline from I, I'm going there and there, who is going to be there too, so we can drink some coffee and meet again. So I did have contact with everybody. I don't know everybody, but when I check my surroundings, I have so many people I work with who I got to know in, in cloud, like the editor of my books. That's a great guy and he's so good in his work. I never met him, but he did all my books, all the editing work from my book. So that's great. And I hope to meet him one day, but we are doing everything in the cloud. We Skype, we Zoom, we call. So that's okay. I have a virtual assistant. She's not living here in my neighborhood. She's living one and a half hours far away. Um, we mostly Skype and the first three months I didn't meet her, but she's doing all my back office work. Okay. So, uh, I just wanted to ask you, you're talking about your book. Yeah. Uh, uh, can you take us a little bit in the backstage? What, what preceded that book? Why did you decide to write the book? Uh, what was the thought process behind? Well, it was a little bit by accident. Um, in 2013, I started with a, a free white paper, an ebook for unemployed people because I wanted to do something for people who were looking for a job and didn't have the money. So I wrote an ebook. It was 120, pa 120 pages, so it was really a book. And it started to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And in 2017, I thought, oh, well, I have to make a real book from it. There were so many people who were downloading it, but they wanted a paper book. And in my workshops, really, they, they arrived with everything printed out. So they had my ebook, my free ebook, just in print. And I thought, well, that's stupid. I have to make a book so everybody can get one copy of it and it's nice to give away. So in 2017, um, I started my own publisher. I worked with a publisher before. I wrote books about Facebook also, but I didn't like the way publishers yeah, are treating you like it's, it's really old fashioned. So I started my own publisher together with my husband and we published our own book. And that's really one of the best steps I took. I still have the free ebook, so you can still download it. It's 110,000 times downloaded. And um, in my workshops, but it's also for sale, my book, 
uh, about the professional LinkedIn profile and one about the company page and one about the sales navigator. They came yeah, one year later, two years later. It's very, very interesting that you decided to dedicate some part to, to company pages because um, um, in my view and what I can see that the company pages is, is really something which uh, doesn't really work that well or, or perhaps I have that kind of assumption that, you know, um, it's uh, maybe better to spend your time on LinkedIn to build your personal profile because with the, with the business page it's always a little bit harder. What would you say about that? Well, they have to work together. Personal pages are most important. That's what I tell everybody. Also with my in-company uh, workshops for, for the big corporates, I always tell them people are talking to people. They don't want to talk with logos or with companies itself. They want to talk to people. So they want to see the real person. And company pages have a hard time to get the interaction on their updates. You, they have reached, I think, 4 to 6% from their followers. And if you place an update for yourself, then it's 50 to 100%, sometimes 1000%, you know what I mean? So, but the company page is a great place to provide your company and to find employees. And also for advertising, you need it. So you have to build something if you want to use those separate uh, parts for, for the company page. But I always tell them, please ask your employees to use their personal profiles to put original content on it, seen as from themselves. So not sharing, but uh, yeah, the best thing is to put it original from the, the yeah, all the, the busy things they are doing all day long. Many times I, I get this question during um, our interactions um, with with, a, with our clients, and um, they keep they keep talking about about this. And uh, I just want to hear from you. What what do you feel like? What's the, the successful strategy with the promoting a business page? Is that uh, asking your employees to share that that company updates? Is it um, you know? Is it something different? You know how, how what what do you normally say to to your clients? Well, I advise that they teach their employees to fish, not to give them the fish, but to teach them how to fish. <laughs> so they can tell their own stories because I think storytelling is one of the most important things for parts from content. It's one of the things people love to read. And everybody has stories because you tell them all the time. We do that for 60,000 years as from the first human beings. I went in Australia last year and I saw how the Aboriginals are talking uh, with other uh, tribes by the, the um, cave drawings or yeah the cave drawings thanks mm -hmm. was for that word so people are used to tell stories we do that everywhere also on, on birthdays or uh, at a coffee machine on work so why not online but there is something people are hesitating and they don't dare to write their own stories or yeah they think they're not interesting or something like that so i think corporates or just companies at all should teach them how to do that and don't uh, frighten them with rules. You cannot do this, you cannot do that. Just tell them what they can do, that's much better. Mm -hmm. And leave them, let them tell them their own things, their own stories. Some, sometimes it's fine to share something from the company page or from the website, of course, but bring some, some um, difference in your updates by sometimes telling about yourself or about about everything you're doing 
your mm. projects, your clients, your successes, your your colleagues. What are you doing at the job? Everybody wants to have a sneak preview. Yeah. What do you think about about these profiles? Because I can see them also all the time, and I'm pretty sure you've noticed them too, where people are using their personal profiles, but actually putting their company logos and uh, and the you know company name, and actually creating out of their personal profiles the company page. <laughs> what do you what do you tell these kind of people? Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make it marketing machines. <laughs> no, it's it's the authenticity. You have to be authentic. Um, you want to be an authority in, in your passion and in, in your expertise. So show yourself and not your company. It's so important that you are you, a human being with your personal profile. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, you can talk about your company because it's a piece of you. But it's really important to tell from the me and not we and not the same pictures, everybody, or the same texts uh, on, the, on the profiles. Mm -hmm. So make it really your profile. Why, why should people approach you? What are they doing on your profile? How can you help them? Everybody is different. So all the profiles should be different. If you like to turn your LinkedIn into a lead generating tool, you should consider to enroll in our LinkedIn business audit session. This 45 minute strategic call will give you answers you're looking for. We will show you a step-by-step -step strategy of what you need to do on LinkedIn in order to start generating business and land clients from your LinkedIn activities. Interested? Send your request to marketing at squaremotion.me or click on the link in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you. So, so uh, my question would be, you know, what, what do you normally tell people when, they, when they're talking about uh, how much of a personal information can we actually share on, on LinkedIn and how much we should concentrate more on, on a business-related uh, information? What, what, would you, what would you advise that kind of people? Yeah, it's a big discussion because people, um, there are two things. People say it's private. Um, they don't want to use it for their employer. But on the other side, it has everything to do with your business. So it's, it's complicated. Some people think it's like sort of Facebook. Well, it has to be um, something business. So please always use it for your business card, not, not something for Facebook. I think it's everybody's own profile. So you have to use it like you feel you do. And I think it's very depending on your function. If you're a sales manager, you will use it to get leads, for example. But if you're a communication uh, employer, so then it's different. I, I can imagine that you maybe don't want to make make advertising for your company, but you want um, to discuss about communication uh, subjects. You know what I mean? So yes. I think it's for everybody different how to use the personal profile. I always say, well, your uh, employer doesn't have any, he cannot force you to put things on it, mm -hmm. but I think he can ask you to make it professional because you're an ambassador of the company. Mm -hmm. So I think that he has that right to ask you to fill it in as honest as you can be. Sure. But what you put on your timeline, that's your choice. Hmm. 
So uh, basically, what you're saying is that uh, you know the the post which we are making, which we are which putting out there, and if we are if we are part of certain company, it should be somehow always relatable to to that particular business. Uh, maybe we just can put little spin on certain story, just how we feel about that particular thing, which is relatable back to to the business. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think maybe it's always also a culture thing. I think in America, for example, in the United States, they are a little bit more personal. They can put something on the profile like I have three kids and name them or uh, I'm married to marry or whatever. In Holland, we don't do that. We don't like that. We It's fine if you put an update with something personal, but not in your professional profile. But maybe it's changing. I think the new generation is, is a little bit more, yeah, easier. Yeah, I think it's a little bit generation. Uh, yeah. And that also brings me to another thing, which, uh, which is interesting because just recently uh, um, LinkedIn introduced LinkedIn stories. Perhaps that's the space where we can share a little bit more private things rather than the business. Wouldn't you agree with that? Ooh, that's a big discussion here in <laughs> Holland. They hate them. <laughs> a lot of people hate the stories because people are getting too personal. It's more Instagram like Snapchat, uh, Facebook. So there was a big discussion. People don't use them a lot here because it's not business enough. But I think it's a great way to put your um, over. Sometimes you have too much content for your updates. So it's a great way to put your over. How do you say it? The, the, what you have left. Yes. <laughs> you Leftovers. can put it in stories and you can use it as business like as you want. I wouldn't advise to put your family in there or your uh, plate with food or anything, but keep it business like and it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, it's not popular here. Uh-huh. Another, another new feature on the LinkedIn is LinkedIn polls. Um, how would you advise to use LinkedIn polls? Yeah, they are great because so many questions with so many answers. Some people are overusing them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they are very easy to find out what people think, what your network wants. And so sometimes I use them myself. Um, it can give you, give you a, a quick impression from the thoughts of your network. So I love them. Yeah. That brings me to another question, which is what would you, what would you say? Uh, is there still space to kind of like a stand out on LinkedIn and be heard? Because I feel there's so much digital noise out there, especially now during the COVID, everybody were online, everybody were doing webinars, everybody were doing all sorts of kind of different online activities. It's been like a so much noise out there. Sometimes it was really like a too much. So do you think, is there still some space on LinkedIn for individuals to just go, um, you know, full on? and make some noise oh absolutely and with COVID so many people were trying to uh, tell what they think I think that tempered already um, from I don't know but it was always so that that only one percent maybe one and a half percent of all the members are really active nine percent is a little bit active and well 90 percent is hardly active on LinkedIn so there will always be room you have the algorithm who decides what decides what you get to see on your timeline. Um, if you put content on, it, it's really important to be yourself and make your own content which people recognize and don't um, imitate other people. So it will be flown out of the 
timeline as soon as it can. So it's really important to think, who am I? What do I want to, uh, to make? And who is my, my target group? For who am I doing it? Mm. You cannot please everybody. So there will be always space because everybody has a different target group. Yeah. Corinne, uh, I would like to ask you a personal question and that is, you know, how much time do you spend on LinkedIn? Too much. <laughs> no, I think it's because it's my work and I have to research all day. I'm really, I think, six to eight hours on LinkedIn every day. When I'm not training, yeah, well, I'm, I'm always writing or researching or making workshops or video workshops. So I have to say I'm a lot on LinkedIn. But when it's about myself, my own company, I think 10 minutes a day. Okay. Yeah, just checking messages, maybe put some content on. Hmm. Um, depends on what I'm doing. The blogging is, is taking more time, but it's not too much for myself. So how often do you post on the LinkedIn? Two, maybe three times a week, I think, average. Not too much, because in Holland, it's when you are too much on the timeline, uh, they will kill you. <laughs> uh, well, that, that sounds not nice. No, it's, you have to find balance. And I always think you have to, uh, you have to be there. Uh, your presence has to be there. So when people are scrolling through the timeline, they have to find you. But mm. when you're posting too much, you will ignore people. In Holland, it's very fast ignoring. So they're hiding you or unfollowing you. So mm. I try two, three times a week. And when I have content which is still interacting, then I try to wait with the next one. So I think that's average enough. Okay, okay. Uh, do you have any, any favorite content which you like to put out there? Is, is it something which you, which you really like and engage with? Yeah, I really like the new options on LinkedIn. As soon as I see something which is new, I cannot wait to put it online because I don't know, I wanted to be a journalist uh, <laughs> when I was a kid. I think that's still in me. So I, I love to bring news, um, mostly about LinkedIn, sometimes about other subjects, but uh, that's the great stuff. And I'm not so fond of placing pictures or videos. I do it from myself, but more to bring some variety in the updates. So, so I hardly share things. Mostly it's, it's original content. Okay. <laughs> so how do you attract your, your clients? Uh, is, it, is it by being visible on LinkedIn or are you actively searching for them on LinkedIn? How, what kind of strategy do you have? Well, I think it's several things. It's your, your profile itself, make it attractive for your target group. So your, your prospects, your clients, uh, anybody who is interested in, in what you have to offer um, and your content. I try to help people. It's not my, I don't uh, put spam on the timeline, hardly. Sometimes once in, in the two, three months, I put my book or my workshop on it, but mostly I try people to help with tips and tricks and mm -hmm. sometimes a picture from what I'm doing. But um, I think that's the main reason people like to follow me because mm -hmm. I'm not trying to sell anything. Um, I think that's a, the, the biggest thing on LinkedIn, try to be yourself and um, try to match to help and yeah, I read a lot, also react a lot, yeah. 
So, so you have a, a big patience because uh, I know that many people, they just can't wait, you know, until they get you into their contact list and they are showering you with the company profiles and, the, you know, specification of their products and services and all that stuff. And it's just so, so much annoying um, for many people, right? I think that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's the main mistake which so people much. are making on LinkedIn, right? People don't like spam and they, they don't come there to buy something from you. They want to learn, they want to read, they want to help, they want to, to network. Mm -hmm. So, and if you're interesting, they will visit your profile and in your profile, you can invite them to call or to email or whatever. They will find you. I, I, my inbox is every day full with asking invoice for invoice uh, for offer. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I have so many prospects, so many clients who are reaching me because of my content and the website, of course, and everything else. Hmm. Did you ever feel awkward on a LinkedIn? Did you, did you really felt some, some like a bad negative feeling on, on a LinkedIn? No, not really. Sometimes, but it's rarely, thank God. Um, sometimes people are a little bit negative in a reaction, but I think everybody uh, can have a have their own vision and their own reaction and what I think you don't have to think it's it's we are people we all have our differences so but I think if someone would be uh, disrespectful then it would make me angry and I will uh, ignore you or just get out of my network no mm -hmm. I block some people during the years but mostly because they are copying and I don't like copycats that's one things one of the things I I really constant make your own content when i put something on linkedin and i see one day later someone is really uh, copying it then i'm done but no i don't have any awkward things i don't receive any uh, meals like a lot of women are re uh, receiving meals with yeah wrong intentions like people mm -hmm. uh, men they want to date or anything mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's my picture that I say on my forehead. Don't don't invite me to date. I never get that kind of emails. Or maybe I'm blind for it. I don't know. No, it's 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 really for me. It's really a business uh, medium. It's so different than a Twitter or anything else. So maybe I'm blind for for everything. What's different? Um, Corinne, I would like to ask you, obviously, you have uh, a lot of uh, your own experiences over the years, but did you have anybody or do you have anybody who you look up to in terms of LinkedIn? Is there anybody who is your, I would say, just quote unquote, LinkedIn guru um, who you really like and, and uh, you know, follow? No, I'm, but I think that's not in me. I never had, as a child, everybody had a great pop star hanging in the rooms or whatever. I never had that. I like a lot of people and I love to follow a lot of people and I read a lot. But I think you can pick from everybody some um, good items. So I loved Richard Branson uh, in the beginning when he was starting with LinkedIn, for an example. Um, I love to follow entrepreneurs anyway, and there are so many people on LinkedIn now who are doing a great job that I cannot call one person. Um, there are a lot of great Americans using LinkedIn, but they do it totally different than in Holland or a lot different. 
Um, so no, I, I cannot, I, if I call one name, I will uh, hear the rest. How do you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand. Corinne, what do you think is the, one of the main mistake or maybe what you, would you add, uh, outline as a few main mistakes which people are making on LinkedIn? I think what I just said, copying. Don't be, don't copy, just be yourself. I think there are so many others like be yourself, just be yourself. And yeah, don't, yeah, try to be personal. I think that's the most important thing. Don't spam, don't try to, to, to sell something. Don't try to run before you can walk. It's, it's so important that people try to connect and that they have to learn to connect to you or to learn you, to know you, sorry. So be personal, be you. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's fantastic. And uh, if, I, if I might ask last uh, last question, uh, imagine that there is somebody who's just starting on LinkedIn, um, you know, first time, first time user getting on on, uh, on a platform. You can give him one tip. What would that tip be? Follow the people you are interested in, even if you don't know them and try to read as much as you can about LinkedIn. So you know the medium, the platform as soon as possible. So you can use it on your way and in the right way mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to make mistakes everybody makes mistakes so learning by doing awesome corinne it was fantastic to talk to you and uh, i really had a fantastic time thank you very much um, before we go i would like to ask you can you can you tell our listeners where they can find you where they can find a little bit more about you and maybe just tell them about the book uh, one more time so then you know we know where to find you yeah, well, my books are still only in Dutch. I am busy with translating uh, the company page book to English. It's now for the second proofreading at the colleague in, in America. Um, but you can find me on LinkedIn, Corinne Kaiser. I don't know if everybody knows how to pronounce it, but um, I think you will put the link in it. Yes. And my website, Corinne Kaiser, but it's also in Dutch. It's just a little bit hard for the English readers and listeners. We'll definitely, once, once your book in English is out, we'll definitely come back to, um, to our LinkedIn Smart Podcast and we're going to talk about it because uh, I'm, I'm dying to know about uh, what, what you put in a book in terms of, of business pages and of course the sales navigator because that's a, that's a big part of it, of it as well. Uh, once again, thank you very much for taking your time. It was absolutely awesome to have you on the show and um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to our, to our next part, you know, maybe in, in a couple of months uh, we, can, we can reconnect again. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Nice to meet you. Thank you very much for listening. Please make sure that you subscribe to our LinkedIn Smart Podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcast. We would really appreciate it. Thank you and see you next time. Be LinkedIn Smart.